Alright guys, welcome back to Skim Me Up Body And we're getting on to Star Trek Discovery one more time here With uh, a little chat about Season 1, Episode 9 Entitled Into the Forest I Go And this one here is the Discovery getting ready to face off against the Klingon ship of the dead um, That's orbiting the planet Pavo as we've seen at the end of the last episode, the, the life forms in the planet that live for balance took the initiative to call the Klingons and the Federation to the planet uh, in the hopes that they could talk things out, their line of thinking. But of course, that's not going to happen. The Klingons are on their way. They're going to destroy this antenna and probably the whole planet. So... As the Discovery is in orbit of the planet Pavo, waiting for the Klingons, Admiral Terrell orders Lorca to retreat and joins the rest of Starfleet at Starbase 46 and, uh, you know, their own safe space, more or less. Um, you know, of course the Klingons are going to destroy the antenna and the planet. Lorca is doing his best to try and talk him and you let the Discovery stay here we'll face off with the ship of the dead and try and protect the planet uh, but the Admiral he insists and the call ends with uh, Lorca giving the order to Saru uh, Saru objects and well he gives the order to travel to the Starbase via warp drive instead of the spore drive and that's going to give them three hours to work things out. Saru, uh, he's objecting to everything, but Lorca ignores everything he's saying as he's already got a plan in his mind. Uh, they'll travel for the three hours to the starbase and use his board drive to jump back to Pavo once they figure out a plan. And he orders Stan Metz to come up with an excuse for the spore drives uh, give me an excuse for the spore drive not been working. You know, we didn't jump, we're using warp. We need a, an excuse here. And um, sends him to Dr. Culber for a complete medical checkup and just every test that he can run on you, I want to run. We need a, a data trail, more or less, to cover our tracks whenever we get the Starfleet. And uh, this is something that Stan Metz isn't excited to do. Because what he's doing with the spore drive, using himself as like the navigator on it, is you know he's he's breaking a lot of laws there. And uh, Culber, his lover, doesn't know about the side effects and stuff that he's having using the spore drive. So he's uh, not excited about these tests because Culber ethically would have to report Stan Metz to Starfleet and uh, yeah that won't go down well um, Saru and Burnham they work out a plan and they present the analysis they have taken of the Klingon invisibility cloak uh, they discover that there are imperfections but we need to study it and Saru suggests that we need to put sensors onto the Klingon ship itself um, to help study the cloak and whatnot, um, 
but the, the only thing about it is they would need days to process the data and unless they uh, have enough of it and uh, back in the medical lab Colbert explains to Lorca that there's a problem with Stan Metz and despite that uh, he wants the captain wants Stan Metz to perform 130 jumps back to back little jumps, just little micro jumps kind of bouncing around the Klingon ship of the dead and that's going to help them map the the cloaking device a lot of science speak in this episode um, Lorca again inspires uh, him through explorer instincts to get it done uh, Lorca also shows Stan Metz his data he's been gathering which surprises Stan Metz as he didn't realise Lorca cared about the data and Stan Metz notes that there, there may be pockets that contain an alternate universe throwaway line on this episode but if you're eagle eyed you'll see where this is going of course I already know where it's going at this point but uh, I remember watching this the first time and I've ever seen or ever heard the two words alternate universe I thought oh we may get to see the the shadow realm of Star Trek let's just say uh, back on the bridge Tyler suggests to Lorca that Burnham goes with him in the mission uh, Lorca rejects it but Burnham challenged him saying she's the most qualified as you know she was the one that was on that ship and uh, the the first battle that uh, launched the the humans and the Klingons into this war so she, she's got a good knowledge of the layout of the bridge of the Klingon ship so she twists his arm until he lets her go and Culber, he's preparing Stan Metz with additional gear, a uh, little arm bracelet sort of thing that uh, will let him treat Stan Metz while he's in the glass cage of the spore chamber device. Um, Tilly is uncomfortable with keeping Stan Metz secret. Um, he th- she thinks that he's admitted about the side effects to Culber and she blurts out uh, thank goodness you finally told him but this is uh, the bombshell for Culber here he had no clue Uh, at this point they've got no option but to get in here and go on with the mission Lorca gets onto the ship's internal comms to talk to the entire crew and he inspires them uh, to try and do their best here uh, you know, we're going to make sure the, the name Discovery lasts a lifetime more or less you know it's not the usual Starfleet we're going the battle sort of thing here let's do it guys come on um, yeah so the ship now as prepared as well as it's going to be uses a spore drive to jump back to the planet and uh, they are now in a face off with the ship of the dead call he's in the bridge and he's informed discovery uh, has landed or has appeared above the planet and he declares he'll kill the crew and destroy the entire planet 
They then go and decloak their ship. Uh, Burnham and Tyler manage to beam over discreetly as the battle begins. The, the space fights in this episode are really, really well done. looks amazing. Uh, they explore and plant one sensor in a room close to the tail end of the ship of the dead. And then they head towards the bridge when they detect a human on the ship. Um, Tyler, he's focused on the mission. But, you know, he goes along with it whenever Burnham, again, twisting arms here. Uh, we're Starfleet. We can't go. We have to take everybody home. So he decides, okay, we'll go check this out. Uh, they hack a door and find Admiral Cornwell in there. We've seen her in the last episode. And Lorel is in there. Uh, who starts to come closer towards Tyler and she's like, it's you. And slowly, he freezes, he freaks out completely whenever he sees her. And Burnham revives Cornwell in time to see uh, Tyler and his predicament facing down this Klingon, Laurel. And she shoots her, uh, stuns her. Tyler falls to the ground. He's unresponsive completely. Burnham has to leave him with the Admiral to go and complete the mission. And uh, Tyler, he's stuck in this freeze and Cornwell, she's trying to calm him down and whatnot. Um, as the battle continues in space, uh, Burnham, uh, she's able to place the second sensor. Um, the Klingons are firing at the Discovery, but Discovery... Discovery Jumps a few times to avoid the hits, and uh, the ship of the dead cloaks, and the discovery it continues to jump repeatedly. This is the mission here: 130 jumps. Uh, they're trying to track using these two sensors on board the ship of the dead. They're trying to work out like a, an algorithm to break the code or make the the ship show up in the sensors of Starfleet. So uh, the Klingons will think they're cloaked, but Starfleet will be able to see them on the sensors. Um, on the bridge of the ship of the dead, uh, hold on, I jumped across off in here. Uh, yeah, Colbert, he's down there, and he's trying to object because of the, the strain that this is putting on Stan Metz, but Lorca orders him to keep it going, so, you know, the doctor has no option, but they pump Stan Metz full of whatever he can to keep him going to get this, these jumps finished. Uh, back in the ship of the dead, one officer says he's he detects a saboteur and call he wants to warp out of the system, which would you know, pretty much screw up Larka's plans. So Burnham jumps out, takes a few shots, takes a couple of Klingons down, and yeah, she enters the centre of the bridge, and call he demands to know why she's there. He's holding Philippa Georgiou's badge to taunt her little Starfleet commuter, well, I was going to say commuter badge, but we haven't got that far in the timeline yet. Um, Burnham instead challenges Call's honour and having not been involved in the battle of the binary stars and stole the ship. And it was, uh, she calls him out on the fact that you, know, uh, you weren't the one to kill the thingamajig, the, the first guy. <laughs> I can't recall his name, I'm sorry, guys. But uh, she's like, well, I killed him. you know. Um, so this is a 
for him this is going to be like you know, the, the feather in his cap taken out uh, Burnham so uh, back with Cornwell she has to fight off some approaching Klingons uh, she gets a shot at one with a phaser and uh, Tyler finally comes to and he kills the other one uh, Burnham back on the bridge she she apologises to the call for the, the war and wants to start over but call thanks her uh, wanting to use the, the, the confrontation to gain power um, Burnham challenges him to a fight and he's happy that doesn't make sense I'm just as I'm going through these lines in my notes Burnham apologised to call you know I think it's more or less for starting the war I'm sorry for our people heading down this path it's just weird the way I had it written and she wishes that the, the two races could start afresh more or less but uh, Burnham challenges him to a fight and you know he he agrees throwing her a weapon uh, they start they spar the fight sequence is very good too uh, Burnham's initially thrown back but she comes back harder and continues with the fight and she's given as good as she gets uh, but call and call he's you know he's hitting every blow and holds her briefly and you know she drops stabs him in the leg um, so it's evenly matched fight at this point I don't think calls more or less at this stage he's just uh, trying to make it last as long as he can to make it as painful as possible for uh, back in the discovery it's still doing the jumps five minutes left uh, they finish the last of the jumps and they've got five minutes to process the information uh, Lorca realises the Klingon ship isn't fighting at the moment it's not moving it's just sitting there and of course this is because all the Klingons on the bridge are obsessed with watching this fight between Call and Burnham um, yeah so uh, yeah they've got the data they need on the discovery so the away team has been back um, forced they they bring Tyler and Cornwell over but Laurel the Klingon she jumps on the Tyler during beam out so she's beamed over as well uh, Burnham's finally been back to the discovery and the analysis of the information get, that's sorted out quick enough uh, the crew get the data it needs and Lorca excitedly orders the ship to fire and call watches on the bridge of a ship as the torpedoes are coming in and that's taken out in all fairness I wasn't expecting the the ship of the dead to be taken out just quite as quick as it was in the series but it is what it is whenever you know if you've got prior knowledge to where it's going tasty um, at the end of the episode we hear via uh, Starfleet that Cornwell safely arrived at Starbase 88 and Terrell orders Lorca to head to Starbase 46 to be awarded the Legion of Honour uh, Lorca doesn't even really react to this um, but it, I should say at this point whenever he was talking Earlier on about all these this data he was collecting for the the jumps and 
again now having prior or later knowledge of the series, haven't seen it. Uh, I know exactly what he was doing, but it's it was just put into this episode. Um, if you're watching it closely, there's a few camera movements closer to the end of the show whenever they're going to do their last jump, where you think, okay, you're getting the idea. Lark is up to something here. Uh, he's a great captain, but he had that dark side from his very first appearance. Uh, we we will work out in the next couple of episodes exactly what that is. But uh, yeah, so uh, Burnham uh, finds Tyler in his quarters. She goes to talk to him about what happened on the ship of the dead, and he thanks her for not giving up on him. And Burnham notes his reaction to Laurel and Tyler reluctantly admits that he had to give in to her to survive in the cell. Uh, Burnham says it's not your fault. You know, you, you need to be at, you need to stop being at war, you need to be at peace. And he's like, I think I have found my peace here. Very cheesy line. But uh, we did get a little dream sequence within the episode where he had said earlier that she had taken an interest on him but uh, what you mean by interest whenever he's been presented as and again this is a character that I know exactly who he is at this point and I I did I I sort of by the end of this episode I kind of put two and two together and kind of got it but if you've not seen the series yet I'm not going to destroy it for you in this episode but it is a nice little twist. Um, so we had a dream sequence where you see him in bed with Laurel and she's going to town on him. So uh, she was not just as... He wasn't just her prisoner and she wasn't just his tormentor. She was actually taking a little bit of sexual advantage of the man. Um... So, uh, yes, we get that dream there. Sorry, for some reason I thought it was earlier in the episode. Um, He wakes up from it and he decides to go face Laurel and demands to know what she did to him. And she simply responds, soon. Uh, At this point, the the crew's called as, you know, get to your stations as we're about to jump. Stan Met walks into engineering, bombs over the culvert, Gives him a big kiss right in the lips and enters the chamber one more time after promising whenever this is all over, gonna have a lot of free time. We can go and uh, do our stuff, let's just say. Um, but whenever they go to do the jump, something goes wrong and the ship does jump and appear somewhere else. But Tully reports that it was an incomplete navigation sequence. And back in the chamber, you see during the jump that the, the inside of the glass started to like freeze up. Then uh, Stan Metz comes out, passes out on the floor, and his eyes are kind of like glazed over like a, a white in his eyes. And he's talking about he can see all these different versions of the things and whatnot. And back in the bridge, uh, Saru, he tells the captain, I don't know where we are, I can't find a location. Uh, 
you know, there's wreckage and outside the ship and at the last, you know, the captain asks, Lorca asks, is, uh, is it Klingon debris around us? And they're not sure what the debris is. Uh, more or less, did, did we end up kind of back where we're at? Or where's the Starfleet base? It should be here, it's not there. Is that wreckage from the ship of the dead? We don't know. And the last shot is a, a camera shot out in space of the Discovery and that we start to pan away from it and you see all this wreckage and whatnot. And we cut the credits. That's a great, great episode. And uh, yeah, again, I wasn't expecting the ship of the dead to go down just as quick as it did. But it is what it is. And run for some tasty stuff in the remainder of this season. Absolutely fantastic. Um... But I do have to say, as far as I'm concerned, my own humble opinion, Star Trek Discovery hit its stride in a big bad way in Season 2. Not so much in Season 3. don't think it was quite as strong as Season 2. And I haven't seen Season 4 yet. I'm holding off on that there so I can go in order with this podcast. So, before I go, I just need to apologise to you guys. I think I might have the settings in this mic good enough that background noise isn't an issue. But there is a little bit of storm activity going on outside. When I say storm, it's quite windy and there's a lot of rain happening. So that's just to the left of me, or to the right of me here, behind the mic. Uh... You may be picking it up, you may not be picking it up if you are. I do apologise for it, but yeah, I didn't want to wait. This is the only time and place I could record this podcast. To get it up at a reasonable hour for you guys for a change instead of delaying it for a night because of some rain against the window. But uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this review of Star Trek Discovery. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to get in contact with the show... You can do so at the email, scheme-me-up-body at gmail.com. And if the notion takes you, please go and check out coinsagemedia.com for everything else I'm doing. It's not just this podcast, there's a science fiction podcast, there's like a, a random Here's Rodders podcast, it's called. And that's pretty much, you know... All our reviews of random things and vlog audio that would work, you know, just as an audible file. Like I'm recording a video, but the audio works on that podcast. There's some short films over there as well. And there's some information about uh, projects that I have in development that have been sitting in pre-production hell for a long time now so uh, you may find something over there would interest you anyway that's going to do it guys I will talk to you on the next episode this has been a production of Coins Age Media thank you so much for listening